Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about KPIs, key performance indicators, and uh, I'll be talking about uh, some of the key ones that uh, relate to uh, property investment, and just to kind of more like to give you a flavour because. Of KPIs aren't fixed as such, and I'll explain why uh, I think that's the reason. And I think it's McKinsey who said, uh, if you can measure it, you can manage it, uh, which is a reasonably well-known phrase, although I'm sure I've messed that up with the way that uh, I've uh, said it. Uh, but it's it's so true. And having now conducted over 3,000 business growth consultations, I've seen that the businesses and the people who track their numbers like a hawk uh, and then take action as a direct result, end up improving and increasing their performance quicker than those who don't. I am an accountant by profession, I would say this, but it is so important to track your numbers and then look at them and take action as a direct result when you've done well think, okay, what else could we do when you haven't done well? Think what didn't work uh, so well and how you can change things around. And today I will share some KPIs with you, uh, but don't be too fixated on those particular KPIs because it doesn't mean that those numbers are right for your business. You just, if you are, if you haven't tracked your numbers before, just make a start somewhere because it's an iterative process. You start in one place and as you progress, what you'll see is the numbers you end up tracking and the measurements you end up tracking or measures you end up tracking are going to change anyhow. So don't get too hung up on, you know, let me find the most important or the best or the key numbers uh, from day one because they're going to change. So just, just make a start. And if you are already tracking your numbers, then you want to be thinking about are they the right numbers uh, or should you be tracking something else uh, which might give you better value and better information because Numbers really, what they do is they tell you a, a story, they show you the patterns, the correlations, what to do, what not to do. And generally speaking, I, I find uh, most uh, business owners, uh, especially small to medium-sized business owners, end up kind of tracking the wrong and most common numbers. So they'll probably track, let's say, for example, turnover, uh, gross profit, net profit, uh, cash in the bank, uh, and there's... 30, 40 other numbers that they could track which would be more meaningful to them uh, but they don't track those because they just go for the easy option uh, and I'm not going to cover what those other 30 or 40 options could be but uh, I might do that in a future podcast. Uh, but it's surprising how many businesses I come across where the business owners, uh, business owners only and main barometer is profit. That's what they look at. And even then, if you ask them, how much profit have you made? They'll say, oh, I'll tell you at the end of the year when my accountant has prepared my accounts. Wrong answer. You should be tracking your numbers on a very regular basis, at least monthly, uh, if not really a weekly, I'd say. 
Uh, but if you if you're if you're really busy or lazy or you got other stuff going on or you don't like numbers at all, uh, then do it quarterly. But from my point of view, I'd say at least monthly. Uh, but if you don't want to do it monthly, uh, then that's fair enough. Do it quarterly uh, at the very, very, very least. And then there are very few businesses that do not have the capacity of improving performance and therefore profitability. And like I said, I've uh, worked with over three, well, conducted over 3,000 business growth consultations and we're yet to find a business which we couldn't help improve. So there's always ways, there's always ways that you can improve. It's just finding them and working on them. So the first question is, do you know what the key numbers are in your property business? If you have a property business, if you have a general business, then the same question applies. Do you know what the key numbers are? Uh, and I'm going to share with you for property investment, uh, investing, management, development, uh, there are certain KPIs that you should think about. And how I do this is I have an A4 sheet of paper. So if you can imagine an A4 sheet of paper, right at the bottom, bottom sixth, I'd say, uh, I've uh, got a box drawn and there I've got my mission, vision and values. So that's the bedrock. So that's the bottom of the paper. Think of it as though you're building a property. At the bottom, you've got your foundations. So I've got my mission, vision and values. On top of that then, uh, if you split the paper into thirds after that, uh, the bottom third, uh, I have my success drivers. So what are the key success elements which are going to help me improve my business? And if I was just speaking generally for general businesses, this would be things like number of uh, customer surveys done, average uh, score for surveys, uh, number of hours the team has spent on personal development and training, number of books the team has read, uh, the number of complaints we've received, uh, because that obviously is a success driver in the sense that if you're getting complaints, you want to ensure you reduce them. The less complaints you have, the better it is. Uh, so you might you, you might want to track that. Uh, in terms of uh, property investors, you could uh, track your yield, or which could be annual or any other period. I'd say keep it more regular and more frequent. Uh, you'd look at numbers like return on investment, return on capital employed, personal wealth, personal growth and fulfillment, number of weeks taken off uh, work every single year. That could be uh, a, a key one for you. Uh, number of uh, good ideas suggested by the team which have been implemented. Uh, what we used to do years ago was every time uh, a team member gave an idea, we used to give them £10. No matter how good, bad, trivial, big, small the idea was. And then if we implemented the idea, we gave them £50. And that encouraged people to come up with ideas. And sometimes they came up with really brilliant ideas. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad I did that. And, and so I've just shared some of the success drivers that you could track. And you would look at these every single month. Uh, and then uh, if you've hit the numbers, think, OK, good, let's carry on. Uh, and if you haven't hit the numbers, you want to be looking at why didn't it work? What needs to be changed? What needs to be tweaked? Uh, does somebody else need to be managing this? Uh, uh, is the target uh, just too much of a stretch target? Uh, I mean, and really, I think one of the key things is choose targets that you can meet. 
sometimes people go for these really crazy numbers that they've got no chance in meeting whatsoever. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of having big, hairy, audacious goals. That could be your overall overarching one main goal. Uh, but in terms of target setting, you want to create a culture of achievement, a, a positive culture where you, if you have employees or team members, uh, that they feel like they are achieving things every single month. Whereas if you have really high numbers that they've got no chance of achieving, then every month they'll be deflated because they haven't hit the target. Uh, so first create a culture of achievement and then later on, uh, you can look at uh, having stretch targets. And sometimes also people uh, fall into this trap where they've hit the target for three months in a row, for example, so for a quarter. And then in month four, uh, they are saying, OK, now let's increase the target by 25%. Well, not really, because you kind of agreed the target at the start of the year and you spread it over 12 months. So keep it the same. So show your team that you're committed to that number and keep hitting that target. And if you can exceed it, you can exceed it. That the target isn't the ceiling, uh, really that should be the floor. And you think, minimum, we want to achieve this. Nothing stops us, us going above and beyond this. So don't increase the target because that, that can demotivate team members, uh, in my experience. Keep the target as it is. And, and as they excel and improve and go beyond the numbers uh, or the targets, then reward your team members in, in different ways so, so that they can see that you appreciate and value them. So to the bottom third... Uh, which is just above your values, mission and uh, vision uh, are your success drivers, which you track every single month. The second third, uh, so the one just above your success drivers would be your cost drivers. So these are the key costs in your business. And again, depending on the type of business you're in, it would be different. And depending on the type of property strategy that you're implementing, uh, that will also be different. So I'm just going to cover some general ones for you. If you want some some, some key ones, I'm happy for you to reach out to me and uh, I'll, I'll be happy to share my thoughts with you. Uh, at the end also, uh, I, you, you'll get my contact details. If you want uh, a pro forma of how this is laid out, so I call this the business one-page plan. Uh, and if you want a template of this, uh, email me uh, or call my office and we'll happily share a standard template with you. So in your cost drivers, these are the key costs that you want to track and uh, all keep a keep a good handle on. Uh, so if you're a property investor, generally speaking, if you employ people, you'd, you'd want to track salaries perhaps, including the national insurance and workplace pension. Uh, you'd also want to uh, look at staff recruitment and retention costs. Uh, if you're buying properties, You'd want to track acquisition costs, including uh, stamp duty land tax. If you're developing properties, you'd look at development costs. You'd be looking at uh, the margin, your margins there. Uh, how much is costing you to sell properties if you're selling properties? So track your sale costs. Track your marketing cost if you're marketing properties yourself, or if you're using a, a third part, a third party company. A general professional costs uh, and keep a tab on them if you wanted to track one particular uh, professional costs like legal fees you could track those as well debtor days especially if you're uh, if you've got tenants uh, and uh, you haven't got them on a monthly direct debit which I would strongly suggest that you do have but if you haven't then you then you might want to track those uh, average you can track average credit period from suppliers uh, repairs and maintenance costs uh, and uh, a common and obvious one, of course, is uh, finance costs. So these are some of the costs that you want to be looking at 
uh, and tracking to make sure that you uh, keep on top of them. And again, I'll, I'll emphasize that it doesn't mean you've got to track these or all of these. You choose the ones that you think are most important in your business. And I've, I've, I've listed quite a few here for you. You don't need to, need to track this many, but I'll cover that in a short while. And then at the top, you've got your income drivers, or as some people call them, your sales drivers. So these could be uh, things like uh, rent coming in, number of properties, voids, research into available properties in terms of time spent, number of resources consulted, number of properties viewed. You can look at your conversion rates in terms of uh, from the time you start researching the properties to, to uh, the number of calls you make, the number of visits you make, the number of offers you make, and then look at how many uh, properties you end up buying. Uh, if you're if you're uh, selling properties, then you, you can look at sales. If you're leasing properties, you can look at the number of leases that you've granted. Uh, if you're developing properties, you can look at the, the number of development opportunities you've had every single month. Uh, so that's just uh, a few numbers that you can look at. What's really interesting, uh, and, and I hope you find this very useful, or at least you find it useful, is that when people start off, they want to have eight to ten income drivers uh, numbers, eight to ten cost driver numbers, eight to ten success driver numbers. But as they go along, they end up reducing the number of measures or numbers that they're tracking. Uh, and that's quite interesting because less is more. So don't go into this trying to track, say, in total, if you've got three different types of drivers, income, cost, and success, and, and trying to track something like 28, 30 numbers, uh, nine or 10 in each. There's no point, I'd say. Less is more. Uh, and I'd say track two or three under each area because then measuring those becomes easier. If you're tracking 30, you need a lot of people or a lot of time and resource to manage and track all those and go through all of them. Whereas if you're tracking two or three in each area, they are easy to manage. And if things aren't working with those numbers, you're more likely to, to take action and do something about it. Now, I think it marks and sparks can have three key numbers in the, in their business. Uh, there's a, uh, many other stories uh, around that. Uh, I think Jean Carlson uh, who's uh, a book that he wrote, uh, Moments of Truth, in there, he saves Scandinavian Airlines. And I think they were tracking three numbers from memory. I read, read that book a long, long time ago. And the numbers were, I think, the number of complaints received, uh, num uh, the uh, number of l items in lost luggage, and uh, the number of flights that take off late. I think those three numbers uh, are the ones that they tracked. Uh, Gordon Bethune did the same with, I think, Continental Airlines in America. Uh, again, tracking less numbers, but ensuring that they are meaningful. Meaningful is the most important thing because just tracking random, random numbers doesn't really serve a purpose. I, I say it doesn't serve a purpose. It's a starting point. Uh, but uh, measuring something is better than measuring nothing. Uh, but you want to try and find meaningful numbers, and sometimes it takes you time to get there. So just start somewhere. Uh, so, it, but it's clear t it, it's important to have different categories so you know what you're trying to achieve. And of course, if you have a business plan, and I think uh, you should have a business plan, and not one that you just show to the bank manager to get money or to show to an investor to get money from on or off them. Uh, but more so to for, for your own clear direction. And it can, again, it can be just a short uh, one, two or three page document. It doesn't, doesn't need to be a 68-page plan. 
and then and then whatever you write in your business plan and i have a an annual business plan which i break down into into uh, quarters and then down into months and it's just a, a very short strategic business plan it's not very wordy it's probably uh two 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 sides of a4 uh, if that and then my uh, kpis uh are taken from my business plan so that everything is in in alignment uh and what you'll find really interesting is some some people say oh but m- most of my numbers are uh, in my accounts well not really because uh, you're looking at let, let's just run through some examples from the three different drivers income drivers the number of properties is not a number you track in your annual accounts neither is voids neither is conversion rates uh, so you don't track those numbers in your accounts uh, and and uh, that's why it's important to have them in a different place you don't track your return on investment you can calculate it on your balance sheet but you don't track your return on investment or your personal wealth or your personal growth and fulfill fulfillment uh on your uh, accounts so what's really interesting is most of these numbers apart from your costs and even uh, i could even share some cost drivers with you which wouldn't show up in your accounts uh in terms of uh mandatory profit and loss figures uh so this is going above and beyond your account so don't kind of trick yourself or think or feel or believe oh my accounts uh give me all the numbers i need because the, the examples i've just shared with you here uh, clearly show that these numbers are not in your accounts and yet uh, i'm sure you'll agree that at least one two three or if not more of these numbers are useful and valuable so i hope you found this uh, session useful uh, if you want to have a, a document that I've prepared which is the business one page plan uh, which is going to help you uh, with uh, making a start then uh, please reach out to me and I will happily share that with you uh, before I finish I'd like to remind you that you should use when you when you're looking at goal setting or look at setting KPIs then it you use that old acronym which is reasonably well known I hope uh, which is smart uh, make sure that the number you're tracking is specifics specific in terms of your business and specific in terms of it can be measured in a particular way make sure it's measurable because if it's not measurable and how are you going to track it every single month or how however often you want to the the a in smart uh, usually people say achievable i think achievable is a mediocre word so i've replaced it with aspirational make sure it's an aspir- aspirational number so that you're having to push to achieve it uh, very importantly the r is for relevant so make sure it's relevant to you your business your goals your aims your objectives your business plan to what you're looking to achieve and most importantly make sure it's time scaled or time bound so you know exactly when you want to uh, achieve it uh, so use uh, the acronym smart uh, to help you with your uh, goal setting and with your uh, tracking of your KPIs i hope you find this uh, podcast uh, useful feel free to reach out to me if you would like a copy of the business one page plan template and until next time bye for now thanks for listening to wealth made simple you can follow and contact shaz on the facebook pages entrust property tax and the profits wizard you can also find shaz on linkedin youtube and instagram alternatively email him at shaz@aa-accountants.co.uk at build your wealth by mastering money